TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Welcome back to Eye on the Community. I'm Vicki Pepper. As hybrid work continues to be more accepted, employers can look globally for talent. But how can they make sure they're finding the best people no matter what? And then... How can they retain those workers? On the line to discuss is Troy Nix, author of Eternal Impact, Inspire Greatness in Yourself and Others. He's also the founder, president, and CEO of First Resource, Inc., an innovative association management company for America's manufacturers. Thank you for joining me. Hey, thanks a lot, Vicki. I'm excited to be here to address your listeners. We're excited to hear what you have to say. Why are some businesses having trouble finding good employees these days? Well, you know, Vicki, it's kind of interesting. If I take a step back, I run a company right now. Now that has basically around 1,250 manufacturing companies in our network. And it doesn't matter where you go. And you, your listeners probably already know this. It doesn't matter where you go, what industry you're in. It's trouble. It's trouble everywhere you go trying to find entry-level workers and actually trying to find technical workers, skilled trade workers, the whole nine yards. And so there's a lot of things that uh, we talk about in our networks to be kind of best in class. So I want to cover some of those things as we go through the interview today. I work in radio, so I've been on unemployment a time or two in my life, and I don't remember that being a pleasant experience. So I'm kind of curious, like, what the mindset is of these people who don't want to work. Well, you know, that's interesting. One of the things I'm going to hit on is this concept of how do you find those that really do want to work? And I have a great example. There's a company in Connecticut that I do business with, and one of their strategies has uh, basically been to become a best-in-class employer and the employer of choice locally. And so the CEO, I was talking to him the other day, and he goes, I don't care if you go to the grocery store or the library uh, or having your oil change. I try to befriend all of those business owners to help them understand that my company is out there creating value for the community and that if they have sons or daughters or cousins or whatever, that I'm looking for them. So it doesn't really matter where you go in the community. It's like a massive referral system. So uh, about a year and a half ago, I actually went out and visited him, spent about two days at his location. And sure enough, it was amazing. And everybody that knocks on his door, it doesn't matter if they're ready for work or not. If they knock on that door of that company, he's meeting with them and puts them in a queue. Uh, So there's little things that you can do each and every day to expand that future worker queue, right? Even if they're not ready to come today, we can be working on our queues, whether you're a pizza parlor owner, running a dry cleaners, or running a management company like I have. I'm constantly looking for how can I put people in my queue, even though they might not be ready to work for me today. This is kind of a chicken or the egg question here, but does creating a strong culture help a business recruit and retain top people, or is it that having top-notch employees is what creates that strong culture? Okay, so I'm going to throw, uh, so I had a, um, uh, a stage presentation two weeks ago, and this is a data that I, I threw out at my attendees. Number one is coming into the pandemic. The, the concept is, did culture really hack? Did it really affect company performance in time of a crisis? So there's an organization called OC Tanner, and they're a culture development organization. They did a study, 40,000 employees in 20 countries, and what they found was that 
on average, you were 10 times more likely to be negatively impacted by a crisis if you had a non-thriving culture. And I'm going to take that up one more step. You were 52 times more likely to have an engaged workforce if you had a thriving culture and 16 times more likely to retain your people. So when I was on stage the other day, I said, this is kind of a mic drop moment for me because I'm not a pessimist by any stretch of the imagination. But if you think, you know, between now and the next 10 years, we're going to have another crisis. I want to have the best culture that I can. So most definitely, I work on my culture every single day. Every single day I'm working on my culture. Here's a perfect example. I have a three post-it note system. I want my employees to understand that they're valued in my organization. My three post-it note system is I get up get out of my office and find somebody going above and beyond the call of duty and try to let them know how much I appreciate them, how much their work is impacting our customers, and so that they feel good about what they do each and every day. So once again, culture, building that culture each and every day, I'm really busy, but that's first and foremost, and I'm hoping that there are a lot of people that are listening to this that are leading people that have a way of acknowledging great performance, but doing it daily. A lot of people have come to enjoy remote work and want to continue working away from the office. Should business leaders try to accommodate those people's desires? I'll tell you what, I am. Uh, I have a bunch of moms that work for me. And I will tell you that if I take myself back to a year ago, take myself back to January, February 2020, I would have never have really thought about the fact that, hey, man, you have to be in here to do your job. I think completely different now, completely different. And when a mom has an uh, issue with her six-year-old or eight-year-old in school, and all of a sudden there's, uh, there's sickness and they have to shut that class down. You know, we are now set up to, it, we don't even miss a beat anymore. Uh, so we have definitely broadened our policies and also broadened our recruiting. I don't have to have anybody in my office anymore right now. The, the type of work I do, I know that doesn't apply to everybody, but the type of work I do is I look at now a nationwide pool instead of a local pool working for my organization. And so I think this concept of being flexible and thinking differently, allowing people the opportunity to have flexibility in their own lives to meet their family needs and things like that, I think that that's part of culture, and that's part of what we do to build our culture. How else can leaders meet the needs of a changing workforce? Wow. Uh, we have, what, six or seven hours uh, for this exchange right here? Uh, that's really good. Well, you know, one of the things, I, everybody's having this trouble. They're having trouble finding workers. And I had a meeting Friday about the concept of, you know, we have an open position right now. And the concept of trying to find the exact match, we do behavior testing for, for every open position. And so if a candidate comes in, we have them take uh, basically a, a profile test, and we try to match that profile, that end profile of that new candidate to the profile of the job description. So we're doing our best to try to match up front, because if you hire slow and do the right things and look for that, that culture fit, I remember three years ago, uh, I was going taking a, a, a new candidate through the hiring process. And it was interesting because he was fresh out of school. And after about our seventh meeting, he looked at me and says, I asked him, I said, how are things going? He said, really? How are things going? He goes, seven interviews? And I said, hey, it's not that you're not smart enough to make this thing go because we know you have the intellect. The concept is, do you fit in our culture? 
And today, now he's uh, been here for three years, he gets it because he gets a chance to group interview with anybody that is hired in this organization. He's like, okay, I get it now. So that concept of making sure that people really match is essential to me in terms of long-term sustainability. I've been speaking with Troy Nix, author of Eternal Impact, Inspire Greatness in Yourself and Others. He's also the founder, president, and CEO of First Resource, Inc., an innovative association management company for America's manufacturers. Is there anything else you want us to know? And tell us how we can get your book. Yeah, so just real quick, I, I want to, the other thing that we do in our organization from a culture standpoint is we constantly practice gratitude. In all of our staff meetings, our morning meetings, we always focus on what we have and how grateful that we are to have it. And it's this concept that I just want to have the listeners understand that gratitude and giving of gratitude turns what we have into enough. And I think that's really, really important. A little bit about what my book is about is just this concept of how we can impact people's lives. You know, each one of us has the opportunity to truly impact other lives around us. And that's the whole reason that I wrote this book is that I think that when I end up and and my dash is completed, so to speak, I want to have a positive impact on as many people as I can. Uh, So that was the the entire, I guess, uh, foundation of why I wrote the book. You can go to TroyNix.com. That's T-R-O-Y-N-I-X.com to find out more about the book and how it's impacting others. Thank you so much for talking with us today. And here's to continued success for you and your company. (laughs) Vicki, thank you very much. And God bless all your listeners and, and do well in California, man. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.